You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Three breakouts from Jamie Eisenberg right now on Fantasy Football Today in five. What's up and welcome. So yesterday you got some sleepers from Jamie. Today some breakouts. You heard maybe a couple of weeks ago, Jamie, say CeeDee Lamb as a bold prediction. CeeDee Lamb would finish as the number one wide receiver in fantasy. So he's one of your breakouts, and we love him. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. What happened down the stretch, though? Do we do we know? Do we care? Are we willing to just overlook that late-season slump? Uh, I'm willing to overlook the late-season slump. You know, I think you had, you know, even going into the playoffs, uh, Troy Aikman calling out the, the, the plan of not featuring and focusing on CeeDee Lamb. And, you know, what have we seen since then? Well, uh, Michael Gallup suffered a torn ACL. Amari uh, Cooper's gone. You know, thankfully Dalton Schultz is going to be back, but I don't think that matters. You know, said Wilson also gone. Now they bring in a couple guys, James Washington, and uh, uh, the rookie there that they have. Why am I always blanking on his name? Um, oh, uh, <laughs> Tolbert. Uh, Jalen Tolbert. Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert. Um, I always forget his name. James Washington and Jalen Tolbert coming in. But there's 165 vacated targets when you lose Amari Cooper and. Uh, said Wilson. And so Lamb should see a spike in targets. You know, hopefully what we saw at the start of the season is going to carry over throughout the course of the year. And most of that came when Gallup was dealing with that calf injury. So in the first eight games this season, Lamb averaged 8.3 targets per game, five games, at least 17 PPR points. I think we get that more consistently over the course of the season. He could challenge, as I said, in the bull prediction to be the number one fantasy wide receiver. I think it would take probably a little bit more of a leap. Uh, but if the running game struggles, if the defense struggles, if they're in more shootouts, which I think could be all happening for Dallas, um, C.D. Lamb could be in that conversation uh, with Cooper Cup, Jefferson, Chase, all those guys as the number one receiver this year. He's an easy guy to target early in round two. All right, Jalen Hurts is your breakout quarterback, uh, one of your breakout quarterbacks anyway, and I know you've got him around fifth overall, and right now in ADP he's going ninth as of May 1st. So lots of like here for Jalen Hurts and obviously getting A.J. Brown. Yep. Uh, AJ Brown, you know, I, I think a better Devonte Smith and, you know, just a better Jalen hurts as well, you know, so you really got to go back to what hopefully will be the case for the Eagles at the beginning of the season. Uh, when he was throwing the ball a lot, he was averaging 34 and a half pass attempts per game in the first seven games last year, he averaged 26.4 fantasy points per game over that span. And then obviously they switched to a much more run based system. It kind of coincided with that Zach Ertz trade to Arizona, but he went from again, 32, and a half, I'm sorry, he went from 34 and a half pass attempts per game to 26, uh, or is it 23.8 pass attempts per game? So it was a huge downgrade, and his fantasy production struggled as well 26.4 fantasy points per game to 18.1. So you bring in AJ Brown, the rushing still be about the same. I think he can be a 4,000, 1,000 guy, you know, throw for 4,000, rush for 1,000, even if he's slightly below both those numbers. Uh, we know if the touchdowns are there for him, you know, Lamar Jackson, once upon a time in 2019, had 3,000 and 1,000, scored 40 touchdowns. If Jalen Hurts can be, you know, a little bit better of a passer, a little bit less of a rusher, but stay in that 35 total touchdown range, uh, he could be the number one quarterback this year, as Heath has said, as a bull prediction. So lots of love about Jalen Hurts, and he is a top five guy to draft this year. Who would you rather have, Hurts or Kyler? Uh, Hurts. The one that I struggle with is because I, I really like Russell Wilson's setup is Wilson and Hurts, and that's probably a switch that I will make is put Jalen Hurts over Russell Wilson. I just think right now I have Hurts at five, and Wilson at, I'm sorry, Wilson at five hurts at six. That's something I think that I'll switch because I do think the arrow is a little bit higher for, for Jalen Hurts. A.J. Dillon is going 70th overall 
He is RB25. Oddly enough, in NFC ADP since May 1st, RB24 is Elijah Mitchell is going 55th overall. So there are 15 picks before in between RB24 and RB25. Dylan is a guy that I find myself targeting for sure if I can get him in the sixth round. Uh, I think even in the fifth round, it's justifiable. Where do you think it's justifiable for A.J. Dillon? I would agree. Round five as well. And, you know, there there was some reports uh, with their mini camp last week that they played Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon on the field together. We could see that if they need Jones as a pass catcher, which we know he's certainly capable of being and being successful at. And the numbers without Devontae Adams bear that out. But I think you look at what Dillon showed you at the end of last season with Jones battling through some injuries. He had more carries than Jones over their final four games in the regular season together, 45 to 38. Uh, Dylan had three rushing touchdowns over that span. Jones only had one. And so, you know, if he can become the leading rusher, which I don't think is out of the realm of possibility if they use Jones more as a pass catcher, uh, if Dylan can get somewhere near the 1,000-yard rushing range and be close to eight to ten touchdowns, we could be looking at a poor man's Derrick Henry based on how he's built and maybe how the Packers lean on him and maybe how the offense changes a little bit because of the loss of not just Devontae Adams but also Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So the setup for A.J. Dylan is there. The cost is maybe a little bit too steep for a guy that is going to be the second player at his position because Aaron Jones should still be the guy there. But there's also the scenario of what happens if Aaron Jones misses time. We saw that last year in the one game uh, in the middle of the season when Dylan had over 20 total touches. I think he got 15 PPR points in that game. But in the four games that he had at least four catches, so if he's involved more in the passing game, he averaged 15.6 PPR points per game. So if they do use him a little bit more as a receiver, the success could be there as well. All right, thank you, Jamie. Thank you all for watching and listening. This is Fantasy Football Today in 5. We'll come back tomorrow with another episode. Give you some 2022 busts. See you later.